Bad on Bears fans, Friday edition of the Chicago Bears podcast. Pat the designer, John Yurkovich, the good kid, is in the building. Yurko, it's uh, it's not trending in the right direction this season. We got Bajent talk. We do have a defense that looks like they're starting to get it together. Want to get your thoughts on uh, some of the things that we saw from the defense as well. And uh, the Olympics are coming and the NFL is encouraging players to go. But for what sport? We'll talk about all that and more on today's episode of the Chicago Bears podcast. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Lead a five-star review. You know what to do. Yerk, how you feeling, good kid? I'm feeling great. I'm fantastic. Yeah, a little disgruntled after the after the game, obviously. A very winnable oh, game. Yeah. It's a game that was played by two teams that looked like nobody wanted to win. It looked like a one-in-four game. Yeah. It, it looked like it, a game it between It looked exactly. Two it was somebody had to win, and nobody really wanted to reach out and grab it. Yeah. So that was a little bit disheartening. I thought it was a, a game ripe for the Bears to find a way to win their first game at home yeah. this year. It would have been nice. Uh, unfortunately for the Bears, they didn't do it. They broke down just enough times to allow the Minnesota Vikings enough plays to go ahead and win the darn things. And I even thought at the end with Bajan, you know, coming back, driving the ball to about the 45-yard line, yeah. I'm like, okay, I go, they, they can win this thing. They can win this thing. And then lo and behold, they found a way to lose which is what they've been doing for an extended period of time. And when you get, create the habit of losing, you create the habit of losing. Even though you got the first pick and you got DJ Moore and you got everything, yeah. you got to break out of that. You got to break out of that. And they still haven't found a way to break out of it. Uh, there's three, four games this year that the, the game was a game in the fourth quarter and they just found a way to piddle it down their pant leg. And that's where they're at. And if Ibram Flus can't find a way to turn that around with his guys, then they're going to be in trouble, and and that's just the way it is. Uh, listen, you can't go um, a three-win season, expect to see some sort of progress, win four or five games, and think things are going to be okay. Things will not be okay. Yeah. There's also games late in the season that are winnable games. Late in the season. The game we have coming up. Right, right. <laughs> but, but I'm saying, you know, that what usually happens is you get to the end of the season, some teams have already decided to quit like the Bears did last year. Yeah, yeah. You got four games at the end of the year that are very winnable games. What happens if you win those four games going into the end of the year? Has then Eberflus convinced you that, oh, my God, he's turned this thing around? Right. Or do I look at those four games knowing those are winnable? But I, I crapped the season away here early. Yeah. And when you needed Eberflus to be the guy to coach this team and to get them out of their funk, he wasn't able to do it. So – uh, those are the questions that are going to be asked. And now I get to watch Bajan. Yeah. I get to watch a makeshift uh, running game behind uh, what's three. I got three-fifths of a line when Nate Davis gets back. I got, I got yeah. three-fifths of a line. So I'm I'm heading to having a solid offensive line, but I don't have a solid offensive line right. yet. Because three-fifths uh, of a line is not a offensive line. You got to have five. And uh, for one reason or another, white hair, be it injuries, be it whatever, be it getting older, whatever, he's not as effective as he once was. Um, so he's been benched. Uh, Jatire Carter is going to play for Davis, I believe. Yeah. Uh, Borum's out at left end, and Borum is at best a makeshift swing tackle. Guy that could play both, break glass in case of emergency. Certainly not a guy that you want out there for 70 plays a game. So uh, that's where you find yourself at your offensive line. Uh, but now it's all about the quarterback. Let's see if Bajan can make this offense, this Luke Getz offense, look like an offense where you can throw the ball around, hit a bunch of different receivers. Let's see if this offense can play like the offense they wanted to play like. 
How much uh, of a difference from a, def- a defender's standpoint does it make if the center is uh, snapping the ball like what we saw from Cody White here? If you're standing across from Cody White here and he's giving you that split second of I got a little more time to get to the quarterback, how much easier does that well, make I mean, your what, life? Are you, what, are you, what are you saying? Just an off snap? Uh, well, yeah, how he snapped it a little bit line? high? You uh, know, any sort of dysfunction with the uh, with an offensive line um, is an advantage for the defense. Right. Any sort of dysfunction that you can have. Um, once the ball hits the ground, though, nobody's entitled to a sack. It's called an aborted play. So, you know, as a defensive lineman, you get excited as long as it doesn't hit the ground because then you can't get a sack. But any time a dysfunction that disrupts the offensive rhythm of yeah. the play is good for the defense, period. That's it. Yeah, it was it was a lot of that. And I think, to me, the biggest change we saw and what I guess gets me, I don't know if I want to say excited, but makes me feel like Bajan's transition will be a little bit easier is they made the switch. To me, they made the switch too late. Should have made the switch at half. Cody Whitehair was terrible in the first half. He was terrible in the third quarter. They make the switch to Lucas Patrick. All of a sudden, you're moving down the field, and we heard Flus on, uh, on with Waddle and Sylvie talking about how, you know, the center says to protection. Protection looked off all day. We had bigs well, guarding smalls. Well, we had all the this. first play of the game. I don't think it was a problem. The first play of the game, they called a rip call. Your quarterback wasn't cognizant of the fact of what was happening, right? Which is unfortunate. It's almost like he didn't know they blitz fifty six percent of the time. It's almost like he got the snap, just dropped back, and he's like, "Oh, I got all the time in the world." Yeah. No, you got six up front. You got an empty backfield. You got five guys coming. The quarterback has to realize what's going the ball on. Out quick. Offensive line was on their on their page. The only guy that didn't know what the hell was going on was the quarterback. Yeah. So that's on the quarterback. Here's the other thing. For one reason or another, they designed the pass blocking that way. Because when you look at what happened on the interception right before the half, there's no hesitation on right. Right goes to the outside to block the safety. The the uh, running back goes inside to block the guy that's over the, you know, that was over him. Mm. He goes inside, he goes to set. For some reason or another, they designed a concept that was like that yeah. because nobody wasn't on the same page. They were all on the same page. I don't know who the hell would do that and who would design that, whether it's Luke Buckus or whether it's uh, uh, Luke Getzey. One of the Lukes. One of the Lukes is wrong here. Let me. You would never have a running black uh, blocking a defensive lineman. It doesn't make a lot of sense. But if you did, say you did. yeah. For shits and giggles, you decide that's what you wanted to do. Well, you got to have a badass running back in yeah. there, a guy that's not afraid to go in there, square a guy up, and use his leverage and his diminutive size to be able to get up under those pads and get him up. And all you needed was an extra half a second there yeah. in that situation. And say you ain't got a guy with big nuts and big balls. Say you got a running back that's a little bit timid. Yeah. All I ask him then to do is charge forward and saw the guy in half. Saw him in half, get him to the ground. That's going to give me enough time to go ahead and do it. So you didn't have any of I scenarios. wouldn't design my 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 pass protection that way. Yeah. But that's not to say that nobody has done pass blocking that way in the past. Okay. So it's not a concept that's like nobody's ever utilized, but there have been some badass mamma jammas at the running back position that aren't going to allow themselves. Well, first, they're not going to turn their shoulders and say, hey, the <laughs> let me open up the door. You know? You're not going to have that. So, so, that, so that's disappointing because at crunch time, when you needed blocking the most, uh, they seem to fail miserably. And then yeah. when you look at it, it's like, 
what the hell is going on? Watch, watching the All-22, I, I swear that's the hardest part after like a yeah. game like this. It's just like I have to actually study this now because this is what I do for work every day. Yeah. So, so let me ask you this then. So you believe this is taught. Flu said we do not teach our guys well, that way. Yeah. We go bigs on bigs, small I on now small. He's full of it because obviously they were in lockstep together. Yeah. They're in it looked it looked smooth. Right I where he say was that. going, he went in lockstep. <laughs> you just can't depend upon a running back to block the defensive lineman. The big on big philosophy is what I said. Yeah. Right after the game, I I don't know what's going on. Well, I my preference is and the 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 the, the adage I've always gone by is big on big. Right, you got right, five right. offensive linemen blocking four big guys, and then you can have one on a linebacker if he's blitzing, and your running back's got to be on somebody if they're blitzing. And usually the concept in slide protection is uh, three guys taking care – no, what is it? Hold on, three. Yeah, it's three guys blocking two and three guys blocking two when you keep the running back in and the slide protection. If the running back doesn't see any threat, he usually loops out and he becomes the swing guy. So that's what you usually have, three on two, three on two. You can handle six. Right. Six are coming. You got that blocking scheme for the six. But if you go empty backfield, you don't have it. And so exactly the way Ibrahim described it, you get the slap, you, uh, snap, you got a rip call, you got to float with the line a little bit. Now, he's got to buy himself another two steps and then hit DJ Moore right in the flat. Yeah. It's simple. It was easy. He's still missing. At the beginning, I didn't uh, see which routes were run, but once I got a chance to see it, I'm yeah. like, look, look, both of these guys, little sticks, little five, seven-yard, just a stick, throw the ball. Yeah. What are you waiting for? Yeah, and that's that's been the biggest question around Justin yeah. this entire time. I mean, it is. It is because now, right, we get to the backup quarterback and we get to the backup quarterback, in my opinion, on a play that Justin Fields calls on yeah. himself. You're standing back there six seconds. You're holding on to the ball. Yeah. You got. There's got to be some kind of internal clock that goes off in your head right. that goes, hey, uh, yeah. I've been back here a while. Maybe I should use my athleticism, yeah, or maybe yeah, I should dirt this when I get the heck up out of here. Well, one, one thousand, two, one thousand, three, one thousand, four, <laughs> one thousand. Okay, yeah, I'm holding this thing for a long. You time. You know what I mean? And so, I haven't, I haven't been able to make a decision to throw. Here's the disappointing thing: he had seven quarters in two games mm -hmm. where he looked like a competent quarterback. Uh -huh. And I always say replication of performance. So now he repeated it. He had three out of four. Then he repeated it against the Commodores. He had, a, he had another good four quarters. And so now you got seven out of eight. Now I'm looking minute, for him to go. Minute, Com commanders. Commanders. What's, what's the, the name of the team? What's the the name commanders, of the Washington. <laughs> he had four good quarters against the Commanders. I always say the Commodores. I love the Commodores. Who doesn't? That's a great group. Four times. You just caught me off guard with yeah, it. Yeah, they're all great. So either way, that's what he had, right? And now you're looking for replication of performance, and I didn't get the replication of performance. Yes. And it started with the first play. Yeah. Almost like. I haven't even looked at the playbook. I didn't watch one ounce of film from the Minnesota Vikings. I'm just going to come out here and I'm going to freewheel it. I'm just going to go at it. And he, now, obviously, he studied. Obviously, he knew they were running blitzing yeah. times. Obviously, he knew. But why didn't he do what he was supposed to do? I have no idea. But we didn't get a replication of performance. If anything, we got a reboot back to the struggles of earlier this year and last year. And that's not good. It's, yeah. just, it's not good. You got to find some answers there at the quarterback position. We get Bajant this week. I don't know if that's going to be any answers here, uh, but uh, you've played with a number of backup quarterbacks in your day. How do you ease these guys in, make their lives uh, well, easier? First of all, you don't. Uh, secondly, if you can establish the run, you make life a little bit easier yeah. for these guys. I played uh, Jonathan Quinn, Jamie Martin, 
with backup quarterbacks for us down in Jacksonville. Uh, Rob Johnson went up to Buffalo and uh, won a pretty good game for us. No, it was Baltimore. We played Baltimore. Baltimore Ravens in old Baltimore Memorial Stadium, mm. the old baseball field. We played them there, and Rob Johnson came out and won a pretty important game for us there. Uh, in Green Bay, uh, Favre was the starter. Uh, they only pulled him once, and they pulled him to play Brunel against the Minnesota Vikings up in Minnesota. Uh, Brett was ineffective. He had hurt his hip. Bruni came in there. It didn't go much better. <laughs> Henry Thomas, uh, Roy Barker were on the line. Chris Dolman and uh, John. Oh, he Randall. had a bad day. And John Randall. Uh, he had a bad day. And then John <laughs> Randall's over there barking. And then the guys over there. And then Frankie and Harry Galbraith and, and Doug Widell. They're trying to settle everything down in there. But phew, couldn't always settle things down. But, yeah, no, I've had a handful of backups uh, play over the course of time. And I've had backups win games. Yeah. They come in win games. What usually happens with a backup quarterback is they get a couple of weeks of film on them, and then they kind of figure out what the backup quarterback does. Like Fitzpatrick when right. he used to come yeah. in. Oh, it's Fitz magic. It's Fitz magic until the third game. They got two games on him. They watch he, what he, he likes. They usually to get do. about eight in there. You they get about eight. A, they say <laughs> two are good, and then the rest of them they're on the struggle bus. So, but no, that's what they he'd do. have a half a season every year where you'd be like, this guy's an elite quarterback. If they, if they can establish a little bit of a run, yeah. Um, you know, he can move too. Bajan's not he's uh, not slow. He's, he's not, not a, a statue. He's not a four four, right. but he's also not he's a, not a statue. A four nine. Let's see if there's any difference in the way he runs the offense. Let's see if the ball gets out any quicker. I know in the preseason you saw the ball get out quicker. This isn't the preseason, no. This is the regular season. Yeah. And regular season's no joke. They're gonna bring all types of funk at you. And if they think you struggle with the blitz, they're gonna bring the blitz. Yeah. And, and, and he's gonna have to worry about Crosby and the offensive line's gonna have to know exactly where he's at. They move him around. So that's what you're going to have to do. You got to be stout, uh, preferably in the middle, and uh, give me Bajan a chance to climb the pocket if the, the pressure is going to come from the edges. And uh, we'll see if it's different if he gets he gets rid of the ball. I mean, only time will tell. You've talked about a lot, right? A uh, coming into the game for the first time, getting that opportunity as a young player, and how fast the game is moving. How does Luke Getze and this offense help the game slow down a little bit quicker for him because he's not going to get a chance to just adjust into this one. He's getting thrust in right. versus well, Max Crosby, I mean, I who's going to be in. This is what he has, though. He got thrust into the game last week. Yep. This week he's got a full week of preparation. He's got a full week of, hey, this is what uh, I'm going to be doing. I'm going to get all the reps. I'm going to see a lot of the looks. I'm going to go through that process. So as he's going through that process, that's what he's going to have. So he's got a whole week of preparation going into this game. He didn't have that last game. He got thrown in cold, and it's like, hey, I'm Figure it out. And now you're through his brain he's running because you're in relaxed mode over yeah. there. You're still going through the game. You're going through the plays, and you're saying, okay, let's see what's the coverage. He sh- this is where the football should be. Let's see if we can get the football there. You're doing that on the sidelines. But now they, then all of a sudden you get in the game. Now it's for real. Now you're not seeing it from the sidelines. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now you're in there, and you might have to run for your life. And uh, so at least now he's got a week to prepare. That's that's what's the best thing for him. This week, full of uh, repetitions going into this game. And then, you know, hopefully, like I said, it, you'll you'll know you got yourself something going if he's got four or five uh, different receivers of the ball uh, and he's distributing it to the open man and he's distributing in, in the right time frame. Yeah. The that's one, what you're hoping for. The one thing that I've said is I want Justin to be successful here but there hasn't been a ton of success, 
right? We were what five wins hasn't had a bunch of game. We saw the two games where he threw the football elite hasn't had a bunch of games where you look at it and go, this guy is consistently going to be this level of elite quarterback. Is this Tyson Bajan's possible job to win, especially knowing that if things don't go well here for Flus, he's probably out of here by this the end is of the season. A, for Tyson Bajan, this is a chance to impress the league. That's what this is a chance for. Not necessarily win the game and win the, the job here in Chicago. It's his chance to impress the league. Same way Purdy got an opportunity, came in and did what? He impressed the league. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, Jimmy Garoppolo became expendable and Trey Lance became expendable. Yeah. So that's that's what his job is. His job is to go out here, um, you know, fly by the seat of his pants and do the best job he can to impress the world that he can be a starting quarterback in the NFL. So that's the opportunity he gets. Uh, Justin Fields, uh, when he gets a chance, there's question marks. He's got to answer the questions, whether he likes it or not. Yeah, He's got to answer the questions. What has Justin Fields impressed the NFL with? His legs. Right. His ability to run. Yeah. His ability to bring it down and be a dynamic playmaker via his legs and off of his legs and on broken plays. Because on broken plays, he's pretty good. You know, when he buys himself a little bit of time, and then all of a sudden, boom, a receiver pops free and he finds the open receiver. So with his legs being dynamic on the run and with his legs buying himself some time, not getting past the line of scrimmage and throwing and throwing some balls. I mean, that that's where he's been dynamic. He hasn't been dynamic in a historic sense of being able to get the ball in the shotgun, hitting the back foot and firing the ball in rhythm, uh, you know, in, in two and a half seconds. Right. And been able to do that. And I think that's that's the part that that's the part that confuses me about skiing on, on top of it. Right. Because I feel like there were a lot more short routes uh, in the last two games than what we saw in the Vikings game and in, in, in Justin in general, right? Because it seemed like in the last two games, that clock was there. The ball was out 2.7 seconds, I believe, was the most amount of time he had held the ball in those last two games. Like, that's what you want to see from him. The, the quick decisions. Okay, hey, there's nothing there. I'm gone. We got to go. We haven't seen that. That's why, to me, Tyson Bajan gets this opportunity because well, in his first right. first run, right, he's letting the football fly. Your, there's not a your, lot of options. Right. Your dilemma and your problem with, you know, what you did the last two games, first play of the game was perfect for him to – Get rid of the ball in two point yeah. seven seconds, and he didn't. Yeah, he held on to it. Like uh-huh. He didn't know what was going on. Exactly, that's the problem. So, no matter what you design, if it's not going to be executed, and you know the coaches won't throw a player under the bus, but when they look at film, every one of those players knows what should have happened. Yeah, when I when I played, I knew whose fault it was. Now you didn't say it; you just kind of acknowledge it and you go on about your business. Yeah. And when it's your fault, you're going to have to wear it. Sometimes the coach replays it and replays it and replays it again. Poor week for Cody Whitehair. Yeah. (laughs) Sometimes you you get the, you know, you get your lunch eaten and then guess what? They get to sit there and they get the blank with you. But those guys do it with each other. There's a camaraderie there. It's when we see it, you know, with social media now, the Cody Whitehair thing blocking nobody than blocking his teammate. That happens more often than you realize. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We always had uh, the old adage was it, it was funny that coach would yell at us. He goes, "Go out there and hit somebody." He goes, "Even if it's your own teammate, just hit somebody." He goes, "Don't go out there and do nothing." So we, you know, we used to crack up. And what he meant was look for somebody to engage, yeah. go out there and play. And uh, 
sometimes you end up hitting your own guy. <laughs> so that you don't show I up laugh. When I, when I saw it, I laughed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know it happened more than once. Yeah. You know, I, when we watch films, we're watching the offense. So you see the offense screwing up sometimes and you, you see certain things and you just start giggling and laughing. I go, and I hope they play that way against us. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's probably what uh, Vegas is saying right now. But oh, yeah, they're licking their chops. Vegas looking to get healthy against the Chicago bears. Yeah, the one, the one problem they may have though, is uh, I haven't, I haven't seen any update on Jimmy G. I have no idea uh, if he's, uh, if his back is good or not. I think well, that they, he's they probably won't tell not going to play. They're not going to tell you something specific about his back. He didn't practice yesterday. Right. So if, if you if you got a feeling, uh, if you're not going to practice on a Wednesday, if you can't practice Wednesday, usually you're not going to go. You're not going to play. Yeah. Right. So if he misses practice again today, I'd really say there's no way he could play on Sunday unless they just don't care. Yeah. Unless he needs it. Now, I, whether it's muscle, muscular or skeletal, I don't know what issue he's got in his back. But I'm just took him to the hospital and we're like he right. avoided serious injuries. So yeah. they must have thought that it was a a serious spinal I, I, injury. Or I, something. I watched the play. You didn't get hit. It, it was nothing. Right. I was I was looking for something. It was that's like, why that's why to me it screened muscular. Yeah. You know, something that tightened up, tightened up on, on him, tightened him up on. Or he couldn't have got a he could have got a knock on it a couple plays earlier, and then the back started to tighten up to kind of protect the area. Yeah. Which happens. Right. Muscle guarding. It's called muscle guarding. The muscle starts to guard an area that might be in, in a little bit unstable, have yeah. some instability, and then the muscles tighten up around it to help protect the area. So that could have happened too. The one thing is that, that I, I'd, I'd say uh, they probably won't throw him out there because I, I got to give credit to this. The defense looks like it's moving in the right direction here. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, okay, so let's give the offense uh, or the defense a little bit of credit. They, they started rushing the passer. Um, they started getting the quarterback. They're starting to stop the run. Yeah. Statistically, they're a little bit better in all places. The defensive scoring, I got to subtract 21 points because the offense is responsible for three touchdowns. So, yeah, I think they're heading in the right direction, yes. But a team in dysfunction, right? The offense works, the defense doesn't. Yeah. The defense works, the offense doesn't. The offense and the defense work, the special teams blows it to hell for you. That's a team that's in dysfunction. You've got to get a team that's like – playing uh, the way it needs to play where all three facets of the game are in good shape. And the fourth phase is crap. If you win, they're going to cheer you. They're going to love you. <laughs> if you're not winning, they're going to boo the living yeah. hell out of you. So don't ask for the fourth phase to cheer. When you win, the fourth phase cheers. When you lose, they're going to boo you because you deserve to be booed. Why? Yeah, I mean, and and when Bajan was in there moving down the field, guess what? You they saw love the fourth phase. Let's yeah. go, everybody on your feet. Let's do this. Yeah. Uh, do you like the development we're seeing out of the young guys on the D-line right now? Zach Pickens, well, Javon uh, Dexter again, starting to get a little more pressure. We're six games in. I promise you 15 games in, they're going to be a lot better. I promise you with the full season of offseason training mm -hmm. and uh, get, getting one year older and getting stronger and understanding a little bit more of the nuances of the league, I promise you then they're going to be uh, they're going to be better also. I still think Pickens is ahead of Dexter. Yes, That's I agree. the way I feel. I agree with you. Pickens is ahead of Dexter right now. We need to get Dexter kind of um, – he's got to have that charge mentality. I think he's got the body type and he's got the physical attributes uh, to be a guy like um, – and, and he had it coming out of college, so it's hard to compare him to him, but I am. saying he was a three technique. Santana Dotson. Mm. I don't know if you remember Santana Dotson. Santana Dotson get after the quarterback. More importantly, Santana Dotson played the run like a monster. 
when we acquired him in Green Bay, that was the end of me. Yeah. I knew it. Yeah. It's okay. Life goes on. <laughs> but he I showed found, up. I you found like, a new home. You know? <laughs> he showed up. Well, like, ah. what it allowed them to do is put Gilbert at the nose, and Gilbert was a much better nose tackle than I was. Mm. It's just the fact. Yeah. Gilbert was 330 pounds. Gilbert was about 6'2". Yeah, Gilbert was hard to move. So the, between the two of them, Gilbert and Santana, it was like the perfect combination of three technique and, and nose technique right. you can have, which allowed Reggie to do what Reggie wanted to do, allowed Sean to do what Sean wanted to do. But they were always missing the pass rush from the three technique. Now, I was never in on the pass rush of the three technique. I was on the bench. I only played 30% of the plays, right. you know, three out of 10, 70 plays. I played 21, 24 plays a game as a starter. But I didn't play the most plays right. because when they'd go into pass formations, they'd be in there. But that's what Dexter can become, and that's what you got to kind of think of. And if it was me, and I just thought of this today, if it was me as the defensive line coach, I would get a whole crap load of Santana, Santana Dotson film, and I would show it to Dexter. And I'd say, this is who you are. This is who you can be because the body styles are similar. Right. And this is what we this is where we need to get you. This is what your goal is. And then boom, if he can get there, if he can get 75% of the way there, yeah, I think he'll be a pretty damn good defense. They both they're both yeah. it, it's a it's a Santana Dotson, rush. though. It's yeah. And then Santana was a player. Ooh, Santana could play. It's a slow progression with them. I, I so could they, Carlos Santana, though. I want <laughs> you to know that too. Carlos can play too on the guitar. He was good. All the Santanas out in the world. Played by Carlos Santana. Yeah. Top notch. I love it. Um, let's finish it off here, Yerk. Let's Keeping do it. Pod, I gotta interesting. Get a you got you gotta get a sandwich. I you gotta do a radio show. You gotta get a little, little important. We had here, diversity yeah. training a little bit earlier today. <laughs> That's why you brought up Carlos oh, Santana. Was, was he uh, doing it? I was, was 50, Carlos Santana. Hey man, I, I was 50 minutes in. <laughs> 50 minutes in. So Yerk, the NFL I had to come, you had to go to work though, unfortunately. The NFL is encouraging their players to play in the Olympics flag. Football league. Well, yeah, put a team together to go yeah. out there for the USA. Yeah. No, that makes sense. You know, if they're going to allow professionals to go in there, so what happens if they get hurt, though? Uh, it, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, There's going to be some hamstrings. Hey, hey. It's all good. <laughs> go country until you get hurt. And yeah. then all of a sudden, your contract's null and boy. Then we got the XFL players oh, going remember over. Remember Robert Edwards? Who's yeah. the guy that got hurt playing sand football out in Hawaii? Oh, Falk, Kevin that. Falk. Was it Kevin Falk? Was it Robert Edwards? New England Patriots oh, player, rookie. Yeah. Was out in Hawaii. He was playing sand football. He almost lost his leg. Yeah. You remember that? Yeah. Playing uh, flag football on the sand. And they, he went up to catch a pass. His foot got – he landed. It got stuck in the sand, and it twisted around, kind of like our guy, um, the tight end that we had here in San Diego that had his knee go to smithereens. Not in San Diego, New Orleans. Zach, Zach Miller, Miller yeah, kind of yeah. like Zach Miller. Yeah. That kind of Robert, Robert Edwards, Edwards is yeah, the guy. There you go. So, uh, yeah, it's all fun and game, fun and games. Go play in the Olympics since 2028. Yeah, 2028. Yeah. Or it's 2028. Go play in the Olympic. Oh, you got hurt. Sorry. So, just a little bit of a game that they're playing there. Yeah. And it's not like any big guy's going to be able to go play, right? I don't, is there blocking in flag football? Like, is there going to be some blocking there? No are we just going all positioning quarterbacks? I'm going to have you know, in Calumet City, we played flag football. I was in second grade. I played flag football, seven years old. And it was like nine and under. And there was a team of girls. Shelly Cleary, Kesslin, uh, Jody something or another. 
good athletes from Shrub. They're in our area. Maybe Uber and Lingering and Shrub is We're playing in a championship game. We have a pretty good squad. We're mostly second graders. <laughs> They're all fourth graders. They kick our ass. <laughs> I'm telling you, they kick our okay. ass. Memorial Park, because nighttime was October or November. So it gets dark before 30 like it does. Now. Yeah. And they're running up and down the sideline. Shelly Keenan's the quarterback pitching the Castlin. It was ridiculous. It's, it's I'm, trying with to you. Get, I'm trying to get a flag. I couldn't get, we got a second place trophy. There's a little football. I, I, I threw in the garbage. It's, it's stuck with you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you get a second place trophy. We finished second. We didn't finish first. Yeah. You know, which, when I was a, a swimmer, you know which, which ribbons I, I, I kept? The blue ones. Yeah. The blue ones because you were a champion. Yeah. I get a red one. I got a I got a green one one time. You know what green's for? Uh, you showed up. Fifth place. Ugh. Who's taking out the fifth place ribbon for swimming? You showed up. Yeah. yeah you the blue ones. When I won, give me the blue one. I put the blue ones up. Well, you, well, you never finished second. Oh, I finished second a lot. <laughs> they're on the garbage. How about third? Yeah, they're in the garbage right next to them. You talk about second place. Who's the country that can actually compete with America in uh, flag football here? Um. Well, Germany, probably. Little Australia, little rugby action, maybe Australia. But remember, flag football is totally unique to itself. Yeah, it's not physical. It's more about speed. It's more about you know you got five, six guys in a pattern. So uh, you know it, it's a speed thing. So anybody who's got speed uh, will will be able to compete. So, and you never know. Like I could play if they're bringing flag football. I can join a team of Croatians and play. Yeah, you know because my parents and my uh, my grandparents were from over there. So I could play for Bosnia Herzegovina. I could play from Croatia. Yeah. So you could put a team of Americans that have played football, put them together, and go out there and represent Bosnia and Herzegovina. Say, hey, we're not going to tax you or Croatia. Yeah. We're not going to tax you. We're not, just give us the jerseys, and we'll represent your country probably. And we'll make everybody learn the national anthem. That way, if we win a medal, we have to be able to sing the national anthem. Uh-huh. Right? Is it that fair? So you could have that. That could be an angle that you take a look at. Canada's got some NFL players. Yeah. You got some players whose whose parents Chase Claypool, a high point of football there. Parents and and, and grandparents might have been in Canada, were yeah. citizens. So you've got that when it comes to the Olympics also. It'll be interesting to yeah. see. Uh Yerk, I hate to ask you oh, this. I gotta go. Because you gotta go. What's your prediction for this game Sunday? I it's it's not gonna be good. I hope Bajan surprises. I hope Bajan finds a way to get it done. Uh, 24-21 to uh, Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, it, listen, right I, if they're not going to change what they've been doing, they're going to find a way to lose in the fourth quarter. That's what yeah. they've been doing. So we'll see if Bajit and the rest of the boys can find a way to figure it out. I hope they do. I want to talk about a victory. I want to feel good about myself on Sunday. It's a fun 10 days. When it? I'm driving home to Northwest Indiana, I want to have a smile on my face. I want the food to go down and, and for it to be edible. That's what I'm hoping for. Yeah, it was a fun 10 days, that yep. one win we got. Yep. Hey, we appreciate you guys for tuning in for another week. Hit that like button. Subscribe to the page. Yerk's got to run. I got to run, too. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Bear down. Peace.